HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. With more than 30 weekly podcasts, HRN has something for every food lover. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is supported by HRN business member Cafe Pana. Cafe Pane is an Italian-inspired ice cream shop serving daily changing flavors of house-made pints, scoops, sundaes, and affogatos. Find Cafe Pana shops in various New York locations or order online at cafepana.com for ice cream delivered right to your door. That's C-A-F-F-E-P-A-N-N-A.com. Our thanks to Cafe Pana for supporting HRN's creative educational reporting and storytelling that drive conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. I'm Chava Parivan. And I'm Ryan Acock, the cocktail MD and author of Simply Cocktails. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning, critically acclaimed podcast that helps green gags, bartenders, better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today we're talking about why you should be drinking instead of wearing garments. So are you asking if alcohol warms the human body? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's saying he wants everybody to be drinking and running naked through the streets. No, That's no, what no, it sounds no, like no. to me. That's what I'm suggesting. I've been in... I've been in Cipolite, and believe me, that's not a great view in general. <laughs> I just got back from two weeks in Mexico, uh, and I'm here in Chicago, and it's snowing, and it's 14 degrees uh, Fahrenheit outside. I could use something to warm my body. So tell me, should it be alcohol? Yeah, so you're asking probably about like the hot toddy, for example. So if I put warm whiskey and and honey and lemon together, can I get warm for the cold that's outside? I actually wasn't, but that's an interesting idea. That sounds prettier than what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking of uh, just putting a bottle of vodka in my butthole. <laughs> okay, so harking back to a, a prior episode. That, that would back. probably get you feeling warm real quick, but not for the reasons that you think. <laughs> But go back to the hot toddy. That sounds prettier. Yeah, I like so, that. 
So during during cold winter months, typically people want to consume warmer drinks, so things like wassail or hot chocolate, or in the case of alcoholic beverages, things like the hot toddy. And so there's this idea of can I warm up my body for the cold that's outside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. there is that idea. Yeah. So yeah. can I? Well, so in theory, you will feel warmer. So what alcohol does is it's called a vasodilator. It makes your blood vessels open up, particularly at the surface of your skin. And so you've got increased blood flow going to the skin. And so now you feel warmer. Oh. And so in one study that I found that interviewed subjects who were drinking alcohol and then were exposed to cold environments, those subjects who were drinking said they felt warmer and they felt less discomfort from the cold. But, of course, I'm on the show, so we're going to debunk a lot of that and say how all that's wrong. Yes. But, yes, you can feel warmer when drinking alcohol. Well, then, it's, then, it's, then it's not wrong. If they actually do feel warmer, then it's accurate. They do feel warmer. Yes, but here's the problem. So now you've got all that mm, blood flow going problem. to your skin surface. So now you're losing yeah. essentially body heat. You're losing quite a bit of heat. So you're actually getting colder despite feeling warmer. Mm. And one of the reasons that those participants in that one study felt that they were having less discomfort is because they had less shivering. And so now that you're not shivering, you're also not producing body heat. And so your body temperature drops quicker. And so one study I found said that alcohol ingestion not only reduces shivering, but also reduces your metabolic rate. And so as a result of that, you cannot produce enough body heat. And so then you're going to start getting colder. Well, hang on. Yeah. So you're saying, this is really interesting to me. So you're saying that you are, if, if the average person is 98.4 degrees, you're saying that maybe your temperature goes down to like, internal temperature goes down to like 97.4? Well, so part about? of that, if, if you're exposed to cold, you, and again, this is with the caveat of you're being exposed to a cold environment. If you're in your house, not so bad. But we've seen quite a few alcoholics in my practice who get drunk, are found outside, and then now their core body temperature is in the 80s as a result Ooh. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure none of them thought that they were cold when they were busy drinking. So, okay, so your temperature goes down to 80, degree, 80 degrees, both because it's cold outside and right. so, right, but you've also been drinking, which causes your internal, so you're sort of operating on both sides? Yeah, so. Like internal, external? Right, so you, you vasodilate, so now all the heat is rising to their skin surface as opposed to being in the core. You're not shivering because you don't have that desire to shiver, that innate uh, push to shiver. And then one other study I found said that drinking alcohol can cause people to sweat, and so what you definitely don't want to do when it's cold outside, and so now you're losing further heat. So you, you've got several, like a triple whammy at that point in which you're losing a body temperature that, that, uh, that if you're stuck outside is going to get quite dangerous quickly. But I think that, I mean, it's so interesting to me that I... I Every culture that I've ever been to has had a option for a warming drink. Like every yes. culture that I know that goes through terrible or brutal cold, like in, well, you would laugh, Lou, if I say that Tokyo goes through brutal cold because it's not brutal. It's just brutal. Well, it, it, but if it is to them, I mean, you know. You, you, you put dogs in coats in Mexico City when it gets 50 degrees. Like they it, deserve it's all them. relative. They deserve those yeah. coats. Yeah. So in Tokyo, yeah. I was the most hot miserable person in the planet. And I remember the one thing that was that, that took me out of that misery was when they were making hot water and sochu. And 
as you're saying, maybe you know, if you were to measure my body properly and accurately, I was colder. But God, that made me feel a lot better. Or or hot or hot nihonshu, right? Like hot sake was great when you were wanting to just like not go outside. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and so a lot of this, what we discussed on this show, is that things that people feel better about are actually worse. So we talked about the <laughs> caffeine and alcohol discussion, and so how in consuming caffeine and alcohol at the same time may make you think that you're performing better, but you're not. And so the same thing with drinking alcohol and, and you may feel warm initially, but it's actually worse for you, if, especially if you're in a cold area, like you're trapped outside. Oh, Lord. But, so, but if so, so Chava's walking around the mean streets of Tokyo and he's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's frigid cold and he wants to get inside and he goes into the bar and they serve him his sochu and hot water and that warms him up temporarily. But because he's now in a warmer environment, like, it, it, no, it, but I was drinking that in the streets, Lou, too. Like, I mean, that's the other thing about Tokyo. You can drink in the streets. So, yeah, sometimes I, I could afford a bar, but so many times it was just like, yeah, sitting in front okay, of a 7 so, Eleven. So not, so, not Chava. So, a normal human being what? who's feeling Everybody cold drinks in the then... streets of Tokyo, Lou. That's the only reason why you go there. So, you're not being treated like a child in, like in Mexico where you cannot do that. Yes, and in New Orleans, where nobody acts like a child at all. So a normal human being, though, in a cold environment, goes into a bar to warm up. Let's say Wisconsin, and they have themselves a hot toddy. Like, because they're in a warm environment, cooling down the inside isn't necessarily a dangerous thing, right? Yeah, probably. Again, and if you're talking about one drink in a inside warm environment, no, not a problem. But no, nothing on this show is ever the one drink in a safe environment. We always take it to the extreme That is here. very true. I mean, we should start using that as a slogan, Ryan. Nothing in this show. It's just one drink one in drink a, safe, in a environment. safe environment. That's funny. I like that. I like that. Okay, so... Um, uh, so then what is the upshot no, no, of this? Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I want to even mention another Mexican tradition that is linked to this <laughs> because I just think it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Are you guys familiar with what a pajarete is? Pajarete, mm, I am not, it's no. the most delicate it. Mexican cocktail ever manufactured. So you need a cow. You need a, an actual cow, a living cow. And then you get, how do you call, uh, we call it leche bronca, just the, the, the milk that comes straight out of the, of the cow. Just raw cow's milk. Raw cow's milk. So you yeah. get that warm. You put a little bit of chocolate in the glass. And it's, it's warm when it comes out, right? Correct. It's not like yes, you're warming yes, yeah. it up. Okay. So you put a little yeah. bit of chocolate, you put a little bit of sugar in the glass, and you put 98% ABB sugar cane alcohol. And the first time I had this, I did. I was not aware of it being 98, just because <laughs> I'm so used of sugar cane alcohol being in the 40s. I served myself a handsome amount of it. And the person that was there hopefully saved my life. Thanks, Flor. It was in Zapotlán de Vadillo. And she looked at the amount of alcohol I served myself, and she made me look the other way. She was like, take a picture of that threw away 95% of the alcohol that I had served myself. They shot the hot milk in there, and it was absolutely delightful. It was cold. It got me really warm. And just with the tiny amount of alcohol that the chocolate and sugar had absorbed, I was drunk out of my mind. So I think that's another Mexican strategy in order to be, uh, you know, to, to fight the cold. So basically hot, alcoholic hot chocolate. 
with with the freshest milk in the planet. It was delightful. It was so good. It's, it sounds delightful, and it sounds like it was somewhat nutritious if it's fresh milk, right? <laughs> yes, a chocolate cacao, Lou. It was, it was heritage cacao. It was uh, Hey, chocolate cacao, Lou. He's my favorite, Lou. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. And yet, and yet it's still doing the opposite of what you think it's doing. Yeah, anyway. Right, again, you're going to feel warm, and you're going to feel less discomfort from the cold. But, Chavo, was this in a cold environment in Mexico that you were drinking this? Well, it's, again, like, you guys are, I mean, you're in Florida, so you, you, you cannot say much about that, right, too? But in the case of, I, I've started to be able to understand cold in the brutal conditions of Chicago. So, again, <laughs> if you compare it to the brutal conditions of Chicago, it's nothing. But I was wearing two jackets. That, that's how as cold as it was. So, so can we, th- like, flip this on its head? If we're instead in the brutally hot environments of parts of Mexico and we're feeling overheated, is it then the suggestion that we should cool our bodies down by having that same drink? Maybe not the the, the, the hot drink, right? But like, is it is that what we should be looking at when we feel overheated? Yeah. Uh, so that's the other problem I run into sometimes <laughs> is that people will go outside, get drunk, and then now they don't seek shelter. And so now they get overheated. So I've seen a few cases of heat stroke from people who have been outside for far longer than they should be. And I mean, mm. I'm, I'm, and I, I guess beer is usually the biggest offender when that is the case. They're just sometimes, drinking but, beers, they feel cold and... Well, so uh, I guess so. I guess you can drink a cold beer and say I feel better, but... You also have to remember, I used to be in the military, so I would see soldiers with heat stroke as well. Oh, okay. But not not with alcohol. Well, you don't have to tell us. That's classified yeah, so those, information. Those guys stay outside because they're forced to stay outside. Yeah, soldiers and construction workers, those are the, usually the two cases of heat exhaustion and heat stroke that I see the most from. Okay, but drinking is not going to help them with that. Uh, definitely drinking would not be a good idea. And and I think we've talked about on earlier episodes how, how alcohol is a diuretic, so it makes you urinate a lot. And so you're going to be dehydrated as well. So if you're if you're drunk and outside in a in a hot environment, that's a recipe for disaster. Okay, Lou, I'm sorry. You won't get rich with this uh, the the Lou the Lou Banks way of getting cold in Durango. Sorry, mm-hmm. you tried it. <laughs> you suggested it. Drunk. <laughs> Durango's already cold. Well, I guess it you know, depends on the time of day and the time of year, but yeah. Okay. So I think, okay. I think I don't know, like, I think, again, we find the case that alcohol is not the best tool to purpose. The- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, like, I mean, this is like if we're debunking the Swiss knife, it's like every tool in the Swiss knife was actually not good. And then I'm starting to, to feel a little bit sad. And the fact that the- I'm starting to feel concerned that you can conf- like confused alcohol for a Swiss knife. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't say that. I don't know. I've probably been on this show, what, like 16 times now, and, and every one of them, the conclusion is don't drink so much. Yes. I mean, well, yeah, it, which I think is a great conclusion. Don't drink so much. And when you do drink, make sure you drink something beautiful worth drinking and that you appreciate. Yeah. And, and honestly, though, I. I I do know, and, and I think that's a caveat to this discussion, right? Maybe it doesn't have. A functionality, but I still think that a lot of beautiful drinks that I've had in my life 
have a fake function behind them. You know, like the pajarete, which is basically give you nourishment and protect you from the cold really quickly, very affordably with the materials that are at hand. And I think that a lot of the beautiful drinks, cocktails, spirits, ferments that we find around the world were created with uh, some sort of the mythology of them being useful in some well, way or another. No, I, I will agree with that. I would say there's a lot of culture behind the type of drinks that we have. So it's something more recently would be like the gin and tonic, which grew out of a reason for why soldiers would drink it, but also has a culture around it. But you're, you're talking all the way back to like Mesopotamia or, yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. right. There's a culture around this is a ritual, whether it be religious significance or something else involved with it. And we have alcohol as a part of that. Yes, or, or even in the most simple ways, right? Like as you were saying, like even contemporary stuff, like soldiers because they thought their tummies, oh, well, I don't know what they were drinking, the gin and tonic, but... Uh, malaria. But, they were drinking it for malaria. There you go. Or, yeah, like, so So I, I there's, you know, like as much as I really love to know the right answer to things and as much as I, I think it is important to know the right answer and just know that the perceived advantages are part of the folklore... I love understanding why that folklore is there and why like people use their imaginations to say like yeah let's make this connection. I think it's a, it's a beautiful phenomenon to see. But just dangerous when you let it go running wild and you think this is really warming me up and the next thing you know you're you're in Dr. Ryan's emergency room and he's having to make sure that you don't die. Well, that's exposure. why you ask the question to the doctor and then you got the accurate uh you get the threshold of what it's a good idea. And and you just promise yourself you won't cross that threshold. <laughs> okay, and I think we have crossed one. So we'll call that an episode. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. Yes, Catch you next time. Uh, you this has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.